Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Hello everybody and welcome along to another real world road test. Burbling away in the background is the car that I've been living with for about a week or so. It is the Hyundai i30N Performance Fastback. Real world road tests. Can't deny that the performance side of it sounds great there. Tell you what, let's just uh, give it another blip. Well, there's no doubt that it cuts a dash when it turns up anywhere. Part of that is that rorty exhaust note. Let me tell you a little bit uh, about the car itself. The Fastback is a very, very close cousin to the i30N hatchback. Indeed, it runs in exactly the same platform. And the wheelbase, the gap between the front wheel and the back wheel is exactly the same but the fastback weighs in at about five inches longer which is all as the name implies uh, behind the rear wheels uh, it's also about an inch lower all around as well and that's because this is i suppose you might call it a five-door coupe in the style of uh, a number of manufacturers who've decided to make their saloon stroke hatchbacks look a little more sporty there'll be obvious comparisons with various german manufacturers in terms of the marketplace that this car is aimed at let's talk about the distinctive styling and therefore i'm standing at the back the rear hatch and it is a hatchback full opening hatchback uh, is augmented with what is a very porsche rs like ducktail type spoiler with a, a black lip on it underneath if I open the hatchback itself I'm looking down into a, a pretty sensibly sized boot opening uh, underneath the floor here is a run flat spare and all the accoutrements thank you Hyundai for that and it's a fairly regular size this you can get a lot of square things in I've done shopping in it uh, we've had a couple of suitcases in there, some boxes of wine, etc. This being the N Performance version, and that's the only version that we get of this car, quite a hefty uh, rear strut brace, which sits behind the back seats. Now, the back seats still fold down. Um, it would slightly hamper you being able to put very long objects in, although that said, there is a substantial step between the boot floor and then what would be the back of the rear seats once they were folded down. But to be honest, I was very impressed with how much sensible, usable space there is in the hatch here. I know probably if you're buying a car like this, you might not be thinking about the practicalities, but to be able to go and do a big car for shop uh, with lots of wine, lots of food, having a cool box standing up there and the 12 volt power in there, as well as a couple of suitcases, haversacks, and even the little cutouts behind to the, to the rear of the wheel arches are a pretty decent size and you could 
get some good stuff in there. Bit of a high boot lip, the, the hatchback itself closes just below the line of the rear lights, so the number plate, the rear bumper, and a quite aggressive rear spoiler that houses the twin exhaust on either side, all lie below that. But it, as I said, for a car that has so much sporting pretension, I, I think that's that's pretty decent. In fact, more than that. Now, this car is in the N Performance grey paint with 19-inch uh, rims, 235-35 tyres on the back from Pirelli. So sporting intentions there made absolutely clear. Red painted calipers, front and rear, ventilated discs, front and rear. Those wheels and tyres really look good. Uh, I like the black and silver design, multi-spoke design that Hyundai have put on there and they really fill the wheel arches. And that gives the rear end, the fastback end, of course, which gives this car its name, it gives it a really well-balanced look. And the proportions at the back end in particular, I think, work very well indeed. So difficult now, of course, for car designers and car manufacturers to, to give their cars a bit of personality. Well, this one at the rear end has certainly got all of that little arrowhead window behind the rear door and that swooping fastback into that ski jump ducktail whatever you want to call it rear spoiler as an integral part of the hatchback part of the car if i walk down the side of the car left hand side is where the fuel filler is there's a, there's a i think a refreshing lack of, of anything terribly shiny and anything that shouts look at me look at me the door handles are traditional, uh, so you do have rear door handles. They're not hidden away in the uh, C or D pillars. Uh, the, they're body-coloured. There's a little sill extension, which is in a dark grey, almost black, with the N logo on. N is the performance brand of Hyundai, of course. Glossy black door mirrors to the front, which work very well. They also You can also programme the them to dip down uh, when you are in reverse and they fold in when the car is locked uh, this car has proximity key uh, and remote start there's no options in fact with this car it comes very 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 well equipped but let's stay with the design so we're at the air pillar now at the front of the car with the windscreen which to me looks like it's got a steeper rake than the hatchback and that would be borne out by the fact that that roof line's about an inch lower the front wheels same size as the rears end performance logos on the red calipers here and then round to the front Hyundai have really developed their own face over the last few years and this one takes it to a very aggressive level. They were one of the first manufacturers to have big headlamp units that went straight back into the wings along the side of the bonnet of the hood of their cars and this almost has a slightly narrowing of the eyes as if it's pulling down its brows. Uh, it's quite aggressive. The dear notice lights are LEDs underneath with big grills both in front of either of the front wheels and underneath what is in fact a hexagonal sorry grill that also houses the UK spec number plate the big Hyundai H is on there along with the N power logo there's just a tiny little hint 
of the fact that this is a performance. The egg crate grill looks great, uh, houses the sensors as well, and some pretty hefty cooling under there. But also just a little red glossy pinstripe around the leading edge of the front splitter. That's echoed on the back of the car as well. Beautifully sculpted front end. And again, a nice integrated, sensible piece of design that the bonnet, which obviously has to pass all the pedestrian impact tests, is pretty much a single piece. But there's just a tiny little dip, a concave note before the edge, the swage line on the side that then goes up into the air pillar, which just, when you step back from it, and even in this grey paint, it just gives the appearance of a little bit of a bonnet bulge it's very cleverly done great piece of styling using a negative space to conjure up a, a positive curve there's not really a bad angle from this it looks tremendously aggressive when you picture it from down low and that back end i think works really well dare i say it and i don't dislike the hatchback i've had the hatchback before but it looks a completely different proposition from the hatchback perhaps a little bit more grown up certainly a little less shouty and it, it really pulls the whole design concept together now before we drive this car let's get onto the inside now i said that there weren't any options and that's true because you're pretty well served here uh, as you sit in the hyundai i30 end performance fastback the seat has just pushed itself up to where i have set it it's got the convenience function at two memory settings on the side and a very very pleasant suede alcantara leather and red a little bit of red stitching on the extremities of the seat the red theme is echoed around with a pinstripe around the uh, vents on either side the air vents on either side but otherwise it's a it's a lot of black it's a lot of leather there's a little bit of chrome on the gear lever and a bit of red stitching down there the seating position took me no time to get comfortable in this as you know from previous car tests and our real world road tests i like to sit quite close to the wheel arms bent steering wheel that can move in and out if if i had if i had a tiny tiny question mark over the seating position is that i can't get the seat down as far as i'd like to i'm slightly feeling like i'm sitting on the car rather rather than in it and and, and that does slightly affect the sporty nature of where i'm sitting at the moment so in that respect where i've seen this car described as a, a baby touring car and of course the i30n uh, and the veloster from hyundai both of which share this same platform, have been turned into TCR touring cars and endurance racing cars. And there has been a thought that the Elantra, which is a very similar shape to this one, will also have a sporting variant. I would say this feels more like a little uh, Group A or Group N rally car, just because I feel like I'm sitting up a, a little bit higher than I'd like to. The advantage of that, of course, is I've got pretty good vision all the way around. One thing that I was slightly worried about was that the fastback would take out some headroom, both in the front and the rear. But we've had the responsible adult do a couple of journeys in the back, albeit sitting behind a front passenger seat that I pushed quite well forward. She loved the seats. They are very comfortable in the back, slightly reclined. 
Um, they are uh, quite low, but she felt she could stretch out and there was no problem. There was a good hand's width between her and that's by, I mean, four fingers width between her head uh, and the roof. I dare say if you were much over six feet tall, you might struggle just a wee bit. But to be honest, this is about the driving experience. And as a driver, or indeed a front seat passenger, you're very well looked after. With the multi-way adjustable seats, with a beautifully tactile steering wheel, which has the usual buttons, knobs and switches on for volume control, telephone, various driving modes, which do seem to make a difference. There is normal, sport and eco of your drive modes. And then there's the checkered flag, which is the end performance modes, one of which is uh, preset, the other one which is custom. And you can go through chassis, uh, traction control and stability control, engine and exhaust note and set them, all of those, in any one of uh, three or four different parameters. And then it stores it in there for you. Um, steering as well, you can adjust the uh, steering feel uh, on this as well. Now, what the steering wheel doesn't have is any flappy paddles. That's because the Hyundai i30N Fastback, the i30N Performance Hatchback, is available in the UK only with a six-speed manual gearbox with three pedals. There is a clutch right here on my left foot, right next to a perfectly positioned left foot rest. And you know that is one of my core celebras as well. The gear change is slick. The throw of the gear lever, tremendously short and direct. I've seen one or two others complaining that the clutch was a little bit heavy for them. Well, they may not have been driving cars with clutches for a while, but as somebody who drives older cars and older performance cars, I actually thought the other. I thought the clutch was beautifully weighted, if anything, a little on the light side, but the bite point is easily found. Uh, the gear changes uh, you can make very smooth indeed. Uh, there is a rev match function for those who perhaps aren't as confident with healing and towing and revving down through the box. It's turned off with one button on the steering wheel and you can program that in or out on the end, one of the end performance modes as well. As you know, you've heard me say it before, I've been healing and towing since I was in my teens. I don't feel the need to have the car do that for me but on that if you do turn it off the pedals with an aluminium finish by the way are perfectly spaced for healing and towing so far so good and in fact there's very little other to say about the interior with all the usual gizmos the choice of apple or android auto facilities on a screen that is just over seven inches in the middle of the dashboard it's touch sensitive, but you don't have to use it. There's ways of navigating around it using uh, the buttons. The satellite navigation that's included is very good indeed. When you change modes, whether it's media or radio, you can uh, do that again without taking your hands off the steering wheel. Really good air conditioning and uh, ventilation heating system. It's been the aircon that I've been using in the hot weather uh, lately. Two 12 volt standard 12 volt outlets in the center console along with a mini jack auxiliary in a single usb and a touchless charging port for your mobile phone as well behind the gear lever which also has a 
the controls either side of it for heated seats, very efficient, heated steering wheel, uh, further control of traction control, parking sensors and auto start on and off. Couple of cup holders alongside the handbrake. And again, Hyundai, if you're listening, when you've got such a beautiful tactile steering wheel, a very 1970s, dare I say, handbrake that is just moulded plastic and not very soft moulded plastic at that doesn't match up with what I'm touching when I'm touching on the steering wheel uh, behind that there's a very handy cubby box in the centre console with a top on it but there are just one or two bits of the dashboard and the plastics around the handbrake that are a tiny bit harsh now as far as the back's concerned uh, I can sit in the back when I've got the seat set for me and there's plenty of head and leg room. It's a rather nice place to be. It's the usual 60-40 split rear seat with a armrest that comes down that has a couple of cup holders in it as well. Generally speaking, it's a really nice place to be. And aside from for me sitting up slightly high, but these winged sports seats are, are very comfortable, very figure-hugging. There's an extendable piece underneath the back of your thighs as well that you can pull out manually. You're left under no illusions about what this car is. This car is focused towards the driver and the performance aspect. And that's what we'll be testing out next when we take the Hyundai i30N Performance Fastback out on the road. Real World Road Tests. I'm in the custom version of the N settings here, which means that I have put some of the various controllable features into full Sport Plus mode, including notably the electronic limited slip diff, because this is a front-wheel drive car that produces a tad over 270 horsepower. Plenty of torque as well from just under 2,000 revs, so revving it is actually not required to get the best out of it. There's a nice throaty burble to the twin exhausts underneath the diffuser at the back of this Hyundai i30N Performance Fastback that combined with the swoopy and slightly understated but clearly performance orientated looks of the car makes it a bit of a head turner actually you don't realize it until you're standing behind the car just what a lovely pop and crackle that this car has when it's just burbling along as i am now at 30 miles an hour i'm going to put the the windows up for a wee bit even though it's a a warm day just to give you an idea of what it sounds like from in the car as well so coming out the 30 miles an hour limit i'm in fourth gear 2000 revs accelerating without no fuss no muss up to 50 miles an hour roundabout coming up ahead of me which i'm going to go down the box for not using the rev match feature i can do that myself and all the controls in the places you would expect them to be the car picks up speed very quickly indeed but with the two 35 35 series tires on anything other than the very smoothest roads you've got to keep your wits about you because with that amount of power going through the front wheels even with a very sophisticated electronic 
slip diff then the car is going to follow road imperfections notice in particular in this warm summer that we're having in Europe at the moment that the tram lines caused by heavy goods vehicles even on fairly straight motorways uh, are much worse than usual and I, I think that is a part of the cause of the car sometimes tram lining as you might expect this car loves twisty country roads but it's surprisingly very at home too on long journeys in some ways I would say it was a, a slightly more balanced and comfortable less stressful perhaps proposition than its hatchback cousin although both of these cars are on exactly the same platform and I'm just going to pull up here because I want to get rid of the traffic around us it's hatchback cushion does feel a little more flighty uh, and a little bit more in some ways skittish particularly over the worst that the UK roads have to offer now surprisingly because there's no difference on the wheelbase only in the length of the body but there's something in the way Hyundai have set the suspension up in the fastback version that just makes it a more balanced uh, and a slightly less frenetic ride in the car. But there's no doubting how much performance there is on tap because if you floor the throttle and, put, and you're brave enough to put it all the way down to the floor, it'll light up those front Pirellis and charge off into the distance very quickly indeed and that was me up to 60 miles an hour whilst I was saying that sentence the dashboard changes the uh, red line sensors or the red line indications depending on which mode you're in when you're in uh, full sport mode sport plus as it's called it's just under 7000 and there's also shift lights in the middle of the dashboard as well just like many race cars I've driven in the past. You may feel that that's a little pretentious for a £30,000-tuned family hatchback, but in point of fact, when things are happening as quickly as they can do uh, in this car, it makes a lot of sense not to take your eyes off the road for so long and being able to see those dash lights, those shift lights come on. Very impressive indeed, and just reminds you how quickly that little four-cylinder two-litre turbocharged engine actually performs and remember I said this before let me remind you two just under 275 horsepower out of this car that would have been unheard of not so very long ago driving through the front, front wheels that the balance of the car and its unashamedly sporting outlook on life makes this a really really interesting proposition it's a little more harder edge than say a golf gti which has grown up grown heavy like many of us have let's not forget in the 45 odd years since that car came around this hyundai i30m performance reminds me of the more strictly sporty and driving focused hot hatchbacks of the early years of the Golf GTI and the Peugeot 205 and 309 GTIs. And that is praise indeed. I had a 309 
injection and I thought it was one of the best cars I'd ever owned and that really is what this fastback puts me in mind of yes it's five doors rather than three but in practical terms um, that makes sense yes it's got a lot more electronic gizmos uh, in it than my old GTI had but also you can turn most of them off and by the way other car manufacturers give me a stick shift option please I have really enjoyed this my daily drivers are all three pedal cars and going back to a modern car with modern comfort modern technology but still with a gearbox that has sporting pretensions like this has been magnificent there's launch control for goodness sake if you really want to pit yourself against the stopwatch in the 0-62 timing sticks but that electronic diff even on fairly spirited getaways does a really good job of firing this car off the line if you are one for the traffic light Grand Prix of course again I can't help make comparisons with Group A and Group N rally cars that I've driven in the past or homologation specials because even without using the launch feature if you just sit find your clutch biting point and sit around about 3,000 revs and then off you go The car responds immediately and gives you a lovely soundtrack to go with it. What perhaps might surprise you is how good it is on a long run and how comfortable it is. The sports seats, which are holding you well if you are driving in a spirited manner, are also very comfortable on a long run. Twice I've had pretty much uninterrupted drives of four hours or more in the driver's seat whilst I've had this car and at neither time that I've done that have I felt anything other than totally comfortable. And how about this? In over 850 miles covered in this car, with, in fairness, the majority of it sitting on motorways at 70 miles an hour or thereabouts, I've averaged just over 65 miles an hour, and although we've done some short trips as well, I'm going to say 40 miles to the gallon because what it actually says on the dash readout at the moment is 39.7. But you're not going to quibble about those three tenths of a mile to the gallon on a car, remember, that has just shy of 300 horsepower and that that 275 horsepower has been used on a number of occasions. Actually, driving this car quietly in performance terms... I really enjoyed because the burble from the exhaust when you're going round town at sub 30 miles an hour and if you're on the continent there's some quite a lot of 20 miles an hour at zones now as well is actually really rewarding as well because particularly when the windows are down that throaty rumble and burble from the exhaust which sounds like a highly tuned speedboat with the exhaust just dropping in and out of a small swell you know what I'm talking about don't you and it's something that I've really judged this car on but to just think about how it sounds would be a massive mistake although I giggle at it because it's given me a lot of joy this is a very very well put together and competent performance package in wrapped wrapped up in what is really a very 
in quotation marks, sensible piece of design and engineering. Practical, yes, with a big boot and fold down back seats. Four seater, yes, absolutely. Plenty of luggage capacity. And a car that has real performance potential is 10 to 15,000 pounds less expensive than its major rivals with the German manufacturers, from the German manufacturers. And at 30,000 pounds or just under here in the UK, or a reasonable monthly leasing investment, it's not a left field choice, it's a sensible choice. And if you still crave three pedal driving and a car that will reward you for having a bit of fun and knowing how to drive to the point when you put the electronic stability control into Sport Plus, it will tell you in the, in the handbook and on the dashboard, the car will tend to a little bit of oversteer now when you do that, even though it's a front wheel drive car. I, I'm not even going to give you a golf clap, Hyundai engineers, particularly the driveline and the suspension engineers. I want to give you a standing ovation from a packed arena, but under these socially distanced conditions, I can't. So can I just say, well done for putting together a supercar that is practical, it's performance driven in every sense of the word. And in terms nowadays of value for money, just under £30,000 in the UK at the end of 2020 for this 2021 model year car. It's got to be one of the new car performance bargains of this year and possibly years to come. This is the Hyundai i30 N Performance Fastback and I think this is going to be a little bit of a performance classic and I've thoroughly enjoyed having it on our real-world road test. Right, I'm going to turn the recording equipment off. And guess what? I'm going home the back way. Another real-world road test. Check out RadioLamont.com This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com